going on golf addicts welcome to the tour junkies podcast for the valero texas open it's the DraftKings preview the dfs preview your boy db here pat perry with me i'm sipping at vodka pat you still got that vodka yeah i still got that vodka planet tito's. planet tito's this evening getting ready for master's week baby mm. 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 you got to prepare you got to prepare the body yeah and the mind yeah for, for masters. master's week and valero texas open help do that yeah so and hopefully helps us get some green screen disease so we can get that green cup disease deeper at augusta national when yeah. i say green cup i mean that you know the beer in the green cup baby you got to get green fingers hey look let's not let's let's pay attention to this week because if you do well this week your bankroll increases yeah and then you can just blow it out for the masters so we yeah. need we need to not just gloss over this week we need to have a good week everybody facts let's get it uh, Pat, you know, I got to tell you, when I look at the DraftKings pricing, it makes me want to do a couple different things, man. It makes me kind of, I'm not sure what I want to do just yet because I want to touch myself. Okay. Uh-huh. And when I touch myself, it doesn't involve Rory. <laughs> what? what? I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where that came from. What's, I don't, where, it just, it what ha- triggered that? I don't know. You just said I want to do song things to is myself. That? I don't even know that song. Did I say that? I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just. I don't know. What is happening? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, it makes me want to. I'm not sure what I want to do because you say it doesn't involve Rory. I think it might. I think my lineups might actually involve Mister. Rory, uh, the way you say it, McElroy. Rory. I'm just saving all my Rory McElroy love. McElroy. There we go. <laughs> I'm saving all that for next week. But you, you do what you want to do. You do you do what you want to do with Rory. You know what? We should do a thing where, not tonight, but we should do a thing where you, whenever you give your picks in each range, you have to deliver the pick in a song or with in some sort of song format. We should do that. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Well, um, some say I'm the songbird of uh, the DFS industry. A generation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> DFS. Um, okay. I, I kind of like Rory a little bit. I think I do think that it's interesting to see him play here. He hasn't played here since 2013, where he had a I think he had a top five finish, but not usually one to play the week before the Masters. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, like he's clearly the class of the field. Um, Spieth is Spieth. He's your defending champ. It's Texas, you know. Uh, but if you look at his ball striking coming into this week versus his ball striking coming into uh, like this week coming into like how he k- approached the Valero last year in 2021, it looks like what he looked like coming into 2019's Valero, where he finished 30th, which is still not bad, but it's not what you want out of a, a top tier price Jordan Spieth. So there's a lot of questions around what we do. You know, uh, is it a studs and does? Is are we going balanced? What are we doing? We're, we'll get into it. Uh, as always, we're presented to you by our friends at FantasyNational.com. That's where we go to get all our stats, all our ownership projections, lineup optimizers, 
recent form, course history, build your own model, model yourself to death if you want, all through Fantasy National. They've got it all, and all the data is licensed by the PGA Tour. You know it's good. It's that shot link data. Um, why do I say data and data? I, I don't I think my brain just decides in the in that moment of how I'm gonna say it. I say it both ways. I, I never it. use data. Never. It does not even enter my mind. Data is the only way I say it. I do both all the time. Um anyway. Fantasy National, uh the place to go. Fantasynational.com slash TJ is how you get twenty percent off any membership level that you choose there on Fantasy National. So you can do weekly, monthly, or annual memberships. Once you, let's say you try the weekly or the monthly and you love it and you want to upgrade to the full year membership or the monthly membership, you can do that and still save the 20% off. I've been using these guys for like four plus years. It's the way to go. All the stats, everything we, we you know, read off here is going to be from Fantasy National if it's data or data, one or the other. Um, yeah, so, I mean, looking at the top of the DraftKings board, Pat, 9K and above range, we're going to dish out three GPP plays tournament plays in DraftKings. We're going to give you a, fa- a fade. And I'm going to talk through a cash lock in each range as well, Pat, because there's still people that love to play cash. They will love okay. to play double-ups, 50-50s. And that's how we started. I can go along with that. We started like that. That's a good, fine way to build your bankroll if that's what you want to do. Mm. Okay. So I'm a little enticed by Rory. You're not. Um, other than that, in this 9K range, I will say, I, I know that there's going to be Definite agreement on Chris Kirk at 9,400, although it seems like early indicators would point to him being potential chalk. He could be chalk. Yeah. Uh, And then I think Corey Connors is going to be chalk. That's just the chalk report from me. But I'm going to go Chris Kirk and either the lesser owned of two guys right next to each other, right next to Chris Kirk, Gary Woodland or Keegan Bradley. I'm going to go the lesser owned of one of those and let ownership determine my fate. I tend to get Keegan right more often than I get Gary Woodland right, but both at times are an anomaly. So, but I kind of like a little bit of both, but I don't like either one that much more than the other. So I think I'll just go with whichever one is lesser owned, uh, Rory and Chris Kirk for me. I do like Corey Connors, but I think Connors and Kirk are your two big chalk points, and I'll just save the cash with Kirk and roll with him. Uh, the fade is, is Jordan Spieth with the form that I mentioned. I, I'm not, you know, the 10-6. Price, I'm actually not going to do it, and I may, I may really eat my words. But you know what? I've been fading guys in the top tier range the last few weeks, and they've been winning. So you should probably play Jordan Spieth, okay? So that, I'll say that. I will say that. I don't know what to do with Hideki. He's here, neck pain, neck injury at the players. I don't know what to do with that. I think I'd rather just sit this one out for Hideki. If he plays great, I'll just watch him and see what I want to do with him for Masters. But I think for this one, I'm out. What are you doing up here up, up at the top? Well, I can say this. Um, actually, none of the guys that I have um, as my favorite plays are over 10K. I do not have any of them. Um, I think Rory is a fade. I, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about him. Um, now, I will say this. If I get Rory pretty low-owned, then I, I, I could see me just throwing him in the lineup because I'm a sucker for Rory anyway. And I think he's going to have a good week at Masters. But um, I'm going to fade him. I'm probably fading fade him at Augusta. So I'm going to play him at Valera. I'm probably fade him at Augusta. Okay. Um, I just, I'm not feeling Bryson. Not feeling Abraham answer. Is Bryson Jordan just Steve. here to try to like, 
is he just here to try to get, get into a little bit better form to Augusta? I mean, I think I think he and Rory are both in that same situation, and and uh, but, but Rory's not, not been bad. Like Rory's ball striking hasn't been bad at all. I mean, Bryce is obviously coming off. Rory injury. has never really played here, and and I think there, there's one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, regardless of that, um. I'm with you on Chris Kirk. I think he is going to be chalky. Um, I'm not going to say I'll take the lesser owned of this guy or this guy, but my guy would be Gary Woodland if I'm going to if I'm going to either pivot off of Chris Kirk or if I'm going to play Chris Kirk and maybe put Woodland in the lineup with him. I don't, I don't know, but I do like Woodland this week at 9300. He's been playing really well lately. I mean, he's and he's, wait a minute. Game. Now that I'm thinking about it, can we play a chalky? $9,400 Chris Kirk. I mean, I know, I know this is a weak field event, and it's one of those things where you, you got to get used to paying up for guys and seeing big price tags next to names we're used to seeing in the 7K range. But a chalky Chris Kirk at $9,400. Now that I'm you know, saying you, it out loud. It could be. Like, if you want to win a GPP, I don't know. Maybe it is a guy that you fade. A chalk. I don't know. We don't know what Chris Kirk's ownership but, is. But let's, be. hypothetically, let's say Chris Kirk is twenty. Do you play him at twenty? That that concerns me a little bit. What if he's seventeen percent? Probably still playing. You still play him at seventeen percent. I don't think twenty and over to me seems like a little too much for him. I think I would bet the. I'm. I, you need to bet him now at BetMGM. We just gave that tip on the betting show. He's at forty. Was he at forty to one? Forty to one. Forty on to one on BetMGM. It's not going to be that number. He opened long. at 37 on FanDuel. He moved to 34 on FanDuel, and he opened and he's remained at 25 to one on DraftKings. I know this isn't the betting show, but the the play may be if you like Chris Kirk now, bet him on BetMGM now if you can do that, and then be prepared to fade him in DFS because I think I think a, a, a so you're basically hedging because if he wins you're hedging a little bit because if I, he wins. You still would want to have him in DFS. You would. Also. You would. But so, but Chris I mean, Kirk, ninety four hundred dollar Chris Kirk at seventeen eighteen plus percent feels like a textbook fade. It does, and he did miss the cut at the players, and so who knows? Was he on the bad for, side of the draw though? Because I think he was, but I can't remember now. It's been too many. But before that, two straight top ten finishes um, on two difficult golf courses. But I, I think, regardless, whatever, I still like Chris Kirk this week. Yeah, regardless of whatever, all the details that we can get into here. But hey, this I like, is good conversation, Pat. These are questions the listeners are going to be asking themselves. I know, I know. I'm just trying to move us along here instead of just talking about Chris Kirk all night. But here, I, I like Chris. You don't have any ad reads tonight. We got plenty of time. That's good. Um good for me i like Corey connors though a ton this week i, I think he is going to be a little bit chalky too but i will play him in gpps and i love him in cash i love Corey connors so he's my cash play kirk or connors are your locks for cash like if you do anything yeah. other than kirk or connors for cash you just should you should just delete the app altogether because that's the play those are the play kirk yeah. or connors and cash um Pat, we do have some other things going on this week. We do have that. I do want to say this in the comments: Are you gonna what? What is too high ownership for Chris Kirk? Like, when are you gonna fade Chris Kirk? 
also, we are going to be playing some golf together next week. Me and Pat are playing twice together. One day, we're going to be playing with the winner and his son of the prize pick Road to Augusta Challenge. We're going to be playing Monday at Champions Retreat. We're also going to be playing Wednesday with seven South Korean gentlemen. Excited about that. Unsure whether any of them speak English or not. So picture me and Pat hungover mm. and possibly continuing the hair of the dog treatment with seven. There is a 100% chance that I am hungover. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there's at I least I didn't say possibly hungover. I said hungover and possibly continuing the festivities. Um into the Wednesday golf round with those gentlemen. Somewhat. I may, like, here's what I may do, because I'll probably start, <laughs> since we're playing early, Yeah, I'll probably start with a hair of the dog, but then after, like, I got to drive back, so. Yeah, that's true. I, so, so I'll probably just, like, start with it. We're going to be playing a bunch of golf together, me and Pat, next week. And, you know, we need bangers. We, we need bangers for the, for, the, for the golf course. So in, in the comments section, I would love it if you would put a, if you would put your preferred, Song, just one song. Give us one banger song for the playlist. That would be great. Can I? Could I add to that? Yeah. Maybe if you do that, say like, "This is a banger that you think DB would like," mm, and this ooh. is a banger that you think Pat would like. Okay. Like you don't have to do both, but you can just choose one. You say, "Hey, Pat, Pat banger, so and so, DB banger." Okay. So and so. Okay, I like that. Um. All right. Let's get into the AK range. Before we do that, Pat, why don't you tell us what's going on with you this week? Because the Corn Ferry Tour event is at the landings right there in your gated backyard at your own home golf course. And you and Garrett Simmons, our, our Corn Ferry Tour podcast host, are going to be doing a show together. And what else you got going on? Yeah, so, yes, the Corn Ferry event is at the landings at the Deer Creek course, which is a fantastic course here. It's our best course uh, as far as, I think, tournament golf is considered um so i'm gonna be on the show it's gonna be a brief you know I, i'm not gonna be on the entire show this is garrett's show so um but we are gonna have a special guest i'm not the special guest it's not me thank you are. Um, we're gonna have a, a, a quick special guest um who's got a good story uh, I'll, I'll i'll throw out this teaser he has a connection with club pro guy i know a lot of people follow oh, club pro guy on uh, Twitter and, and whatever else. So I think that could be interesting as well. Um, so it's going to be a good week here and um, looking forward to that. We got, I think if Garrett, it, there's a lot of pressure on Garrett this week. Mm -hmm. he, he's got to hit a winner yeah. this week. And it, it's probably on me too. Like, but this is a week where we should hit a winner on this show. We, uh, we've been very starved of winners, uh, except for crazy mark who finally yes. i mean how long has he been writing the lpga article finally gets back to back lpga tour winners marcus is he in the chat i don't know what numbers were those girls at the, the last two winners he hit anyway probably five to one because he had not hit any <laughs> so he just like well, neither one of them were nelly corda so i don't think they're five yeah. to one uh but every week you can go to tourjunkies.com and read marcus's lpga tour article and it's a very short read. It takes you about 44 seconds uh, because he writes at a, at a first grade level. And the last two weeks, he's won. Okay, here he is. 60 to 1 and 25 to 1 are the last two winners. It's a free read. It's easy to do. And he does study this stuff. He just doesn't know how to communicate. But he studies it, and he stalks all I these girls I don't feel like you're Instagram. giving him enough credit. 
I, I don't think you're. Oh, shut I up. Think you're it's more, an apologist because I, he's on your team for the golf event. I just think you should at least give him third grade level as opposed to first grade level. Third grade level in what school district? What, what area of the country are we talking about? What, what, what state ranking in education are we talking about? I'll give him third grade level in like the bottom 14th percentile state. I, I don't really, I don't want to, um, you know, throw any states under the bus. Okay. Okay. Mississippi. Uh, okay. So anyway, Marcus's article killed it. That's the only winners. Like we're we're we need winners. I've not had a winner since well, Luke. List. You are such a like. What have you done for me lately? We just hit winners like all year, and then we we've had like a two or three week lull. But I'm like, and, like I'm I'm the Dave Chappelle, you know, crack on yeah, my lip like gift. I I gotta have another hit. I. I I mean, we've it. hit more winners than anybody else in in, the, in this. Space. Have we? I don't know. I mean, we've we've hit nine. I'm just saying that. But, but yeah, we are nine nine this year. We've hit nine outrights. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on then. 8K range on DraftKings is what I want to talk about next, Pat. I really like this 8K range. Going to have some decisions to make. A lot of those decisions probably going to come down to ownership because this is an ownership game. People, if you're playing GPPs. It's an ownership game. Going to come down to ownership. It's going to come down to uh, possibly weather, wave, and draw because we do know that the winds of Texas and San Antonio can blow. And right now, it doesn't. It looks like Thursday is going to be pretty mild, but Friday could get a little, a little iffy. So we're going to want to check that out. But you got Adam Hadwin at eighty nine hundred. He's playing really well right now. Johnny Vegas could have won uh, in the Dominican Republic just this past weekend. Luke List is back. Davis Riley. Russell Knox, Charlie Hoffman, Mito is here. Patent Desire and uh, Texas Boy, Ryan Palmer, rounds out your AK range. Pat, what are we doing in the AK range with some of these boys? Who we right, play and who we fade, and who's your cash lock here? Well, I really like this range. Actually. I do too. I, love I, I think range. there's a lot of guys that you can play in here, but I'll give you a few. I, I like Hadwin at the top at 8,900. Um, you know, a guy that's been playing very well recently. Um, I think he's got what top tens in his last two starts. Yeah, T uh, seven at the Valspar, top ten at the Players Championship. He did get, um, I believe, the good side of the draw. Pretty much everybody that got the top ten. Um, if you look at the stats for Adam Hadwin, though, he's top twenty in ball striking. He's top ten in strokes gained approach. Also top ten in good drives gained. I think that's an important stat this week. Yes. Um, if you go to your course history. Or not course, but your course preview. Um, you talked about that a good bit, uh, and I think really need to listen to the course preview. And 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 the off the tee stuff is important this week. Um, so I like that for Adam Hadwin, pretty much across the board. And and then putting, he's always a, he's a great putter. He's twentieth in the field um, over the last hundred rounds in Bermuda. So I think Adam Hadwin makes a ton of sense this week, not only from for his form but his stats. So I would play him in GPPs, and he's also my cash play this week. Um, and then Johnny Vegas is another guy that's just been, you know, hanging out, playing well. You know, seems to just have everything going well for him. He's another guy that's a box checker. I mean, he is sixth in the field in ball striking. He is um, fifth in birdie or better percentage. Top 25 in stroke gained approach. Second and par five scoring. Remember, they're going to have four par fives this week. I think par five scoring is, is another important stat that we should talk about. 
So Johnny Vegas at 8,600, I like him a lot. Did you just say, remember, they're going to have par 5 scoring? Did I catch that? Or was that, did I just run that through my head? Did I just make oh. that up? I think I thought I said remember it's a par seventy two. So oh, maybe that's have... what it is. I thought you said remember they're going to have par par five scoring this week. <laughs> they're going to have been a great line this week. Either way, I don't know. Um, I could have said that. I don't know. Um, for fades, there this is a tough range to fade. Um, but you know Charlie Hoffman is a guy who has incredible history here. I mean, he won here. He finished. Back-to-back runner-up in 2019 and 2021. And remember, they didn't have this event in 2020 because of COVID. So basically, back-to-back years, he finished in you know second place. But, Cor- but Charlie Hoffman is not near the golfer right now where he was then. So Why not? Just like-, like, what happened? Was it the... I- was it his... Saw- it the, the- what happened? He's- I feel like he's a Saudi guy. He's just he's out there soddying around. I could see him. He's soddying around, you know, like, like talking to the, all the oil companies in Texas and whatever. I don't know. No I time, don't know no what time he's to doing. hit balls or anything. He just his um, ball striking looking, is awful. It's awful. awful. He's he's looking for money. I I don't know, but he's he's not going to play well this week. I do not believe he will, even though he's got great history here. So Hoffman will be my fate. But I love this range. Like, I've, there, there's a, I can make an argument for a lot of guys in here. Yeah, I want to sit on this range for a minute because I, I agree. I, I honestly, I'll tell you the guys in this range I will not play under any circumstance. Okay, Charlie Hoffman, agreement there, and Ryan Palmer. Honestly, that's it. Like, I could be. I, could, I thought you were gonna say Mito. No, I, I don't mind Mito. I, I definitely tend to – I'm probably not going to end up playing him because if he's anywhere – if he sniffs 15%, I'm out. Is but, Mito not one of the most overrated golfers this year? I bought, I bought into it early on. I, I, I bought into it. I don't, think, I don't think you did, actually. I honestly think we were one of the few pod- – now, we, are, we, get, we get real jazzed up about a lot of players, and we have Google, googly eyes for guys that we shouldn't. But Mito was not one for us. This podcast has stood firm. That Mito, I don't, I don't know. I we've don't know. Stood I'm, firm, I feel Pat. like you're giving me too much credit. No, I'm I, not. I, we've stood firm, <laughs> and we have held our ground. And we have, we like Mito. I like Mito. Okay, okay. But we have not schlobbed the Mito knob the way that the rest of the DFS industry has done. Yeah. And I'm not going to start today. Not going to start today, Pat. But I do like him. I do think he. I do think he could. Uh, he could be okay here. I'm not going to play him if he sniffs 15. percent I'm just not. But the rest of these guys, you can make a great case for, and I like a lot of them. I think Hadwin, you mentioned right off the top, is playing fantastic. Strillman's starting to kind of hit it good again, and this is a place for for Strillman for sure. When you look at past champs here, he could he could knock on the door. You know I like some Luke List, baby. He's mm-hmm. checking plenty of boxes mm-hmm. here. Uh, I think Luke wants to, see, you know, wants to uh, get, you know, really find some form leading into Augusta. I probably wants to stay away from Augusta right now. The week before his hometown, the craziness, all the above. Like he'd probably love to spend four days right here in Texas, just focusing on the game, playing well, being confident, finding some rhythm, and then coming to Augusta and treating it like any other tournament week. I think that's there for him. I love Pat and Kazire here in this range. 
I think Kazire is a solid play. Um, what is he? Eight thousand dollars. T nine here last year. He's been playing solid. I, I I like a lot of guys here. I just can't I can't really pick one. I think now I will say this though, Pat. I want to talk through this too. We're gonna to spend some time here. Let's take care. Davis Riley. I want to talk mm-hmm. about Davis Riley. He's at eighty four hundred. When I first saw that, I went, wait a second. Okay, this is early in the research process. I went, wait a second, 8,400, and Matt Naismith is 7,100, and these two guys battle almost, I mean, Naismith almost made the playoff. What was he, one shot shy of the playoff at the Valspar? Uh, was in the final group with Davis Riley. They went toe-to-toe down the stretch. Davis eventually gets into the, uh, gets into the, the playoff with Sam Burns and loses when Sam Burns drops a massive putt on him. But Matthew Naismith was right there, and honestly, Naismith has been playing arguably better than than Riley has, right, this year. Like, if you look at their finishes and what they've done, I would say Naismith's probably been a little better. And yet, Naismith is way down here in the bottom 7K range of DraftKings. Like, why is that? And so I'm doing some digging, and come to find out, Pat, in 2020, the Corn Ferry Tour had to reschedule some things and actually hosted two events at TPC San Antonio. There are multiple courses here. One of them was hosted at the Canyons course, the Pete Dye design. And the other one is, was hosted here at the Oaks course, the Greg Norman, Sergio Garcia design. And your boy, Davis Riley won the corn Ferry event hosted here at the Oaks course. So I'm, I'm thinking that that may be what has led to, you know, shorter numbers on the betting, on the betting odds, you know, shorter numbers or long or higher numbers on the DraftKings board for Davis Raleigh over Matthew Naismith, but I think I think it's too much. Like I Riley is close to me to another fade in this range just because I think the price increase coming after that, you know, uh coming off of that playoff loss may be a touch a touch too high. I mean, before that playoff loss, it's not like he's been the most consistent guy out there, right? Like he's not you know, no top tens other than Bermuda. So he's got two top tens since he's been on the PJ Tour. Bermuda in October and the Valspar. That's it. And the Valspar, he gained seven strokes putting, which we've never seen him do in his short career. So what do you what do you think? I mean, I know you like him. Do you have anything to say to that? No, I mean I I think yeah. Great. Okay. Oh man. How's the Tito's? Is the Tito's good? Yeah, the Tito's very good. It's been a long time since I've had Tito's during the podcast. I was gonna say if you say just if you stop after since I've had Tito's, I will say you are a liar because you have it all the time. You just no, don't I have it like, in the podcast. Yeah, I, I have it now. Sunday when we do the live podcast, did you talk about that earlier? No, go ahead. Yeah, so this Sunday we're gonna be recording and or it's gonna be live the podcast for the Masters at. DB's, yes, David Garnett's house, and it's going to be lit. I'm very excited about it. I feel like we have some fancy stuff going on for this show. Um, yeah, but I don't know where we. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if we're going to be on the couch. I, I don't know what. Yeah. But um, I'm going to be having a. I'm probably going to be having a Tito's. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll have tequila. We're going to be on a couch, and it'll be the Sunday eve before Masters Week, Pat. Our favorite week of the year. We will be together. My house will be empty, just us and uh, and our, our one of our helpful producers. 
and um, it's going to be a lovely evening. So you do not want to miss the Masters shows live on Sunday, uh, DFS and betting show that night. A lot of Masters content going to start rolling out. We've recorded a lot already. Starting on Thursday of this week, you'll start seeing some Masters content dripping out on the YouTube channel and on the podcast feed as well. But yeah, Sunday night, that, those two shows you're not going to want to miss. And be a part of it live because it, it is going to be great. We want you a part of it. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? Hey, speaking of Masters, I didn't say this, Pat. I didn't tell the DraftKings show this. There are some of you that, don't, that you only listen to the, uh, the betting show. Or some of you that only listen to the DraftKings show. I don't know. A lot of you probably listen to both. But I am going to have a busy week this week, and it will limit some content for the Valero. We will not have a chalk bomb this week. I'm, I'm sorry. We're not going to have a chalk bomb email this week. Now, we are going to have, uh, Pat is going to be doing the Fantasy Golf Sommelier video, dropping his yes. prize pick picks for, prize pick picks for the week. I'm excited about that. After a two-week hiatus, uh, that's awesome. Um, but no chalk bomb, okay? Because starting tomorrow, I've got to get up from this Tito's hangover I'm going to have, and I've got a practice round to go caddy because I will be caddying the Augusta National Women's Amateur, Pat, for... Uh, for Ye Lee, she goes by Angelina. She is a golfer at Stanford. She's the 16th ranked female amateur in the world. Played here last year for the first time in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Finished 15th. Our buddy Kyle Peters, who caddies for Mark Hubbard, was on her bag. He couldn't make it. He gave her my number. Tried to talk her out of it. She refused. Uh, so I am her caddy. And I will be caddying for her on Wednesday and Thursday. First two rounds at my home course at Champions Retreat. And then on Saturday, if she makes the cut, which we plan on it, top 30 make the cut out of 70 girls, uh, we're gonna, I'll be caddying for her walking the ropes at Augusta National. It's going to be a pretty crazy week, but that means practice round tomorrow, round one and round two, practice round Friday at Augusta, uh, and, and, and final round Saturday at Augusta. I could be caddying five days in a row. I've not done that since 2008 when I caddied at Augusta National. So. It's going to be an interesting week. I'm going to be busy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Look out for me. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be out there doing my thing. But Ye is a good player. She's very sweet. I've had some good conversations with her. Uh, she's the best. Yeah, Marcus needs to give us the scoop on Ye Lee. She's a good player. Are you worried at all that, like, um, during this whole process, during the week, that you're going you're gonna to be first? I mean, you get, you know, you're going to be right there watching her play. Yeah. Like, is this going to hurt your game? in your psyche because this girl is going to be able to hit a lot better shots than you can hit. And she's probably going to hit, she may even hit shots as far as you think you can hit it. Like, you know, you think you're a longer, a long offer, but maybe like you would love you that know. to be the case. But Pat, I've already, uh, yeah, like maybe, maybe she's hitting a seven iron where you, where you are hitting a seven iron and like, you're going to be like, okay, I, I don't, you know, okay. I just can I stop you there because you're just going to keep babbling. Um, no, that's not going to happen. I've already got. Her. I feel like it is. Okay, I've already. I, so last year when Kyle caddied for, her, I said, Kyle, can I have the yardage book because Champions does not have a yardage book, and this yardage book was done by the people at the national. Like I would love this as my home course, and he gave it to me. So I have the yardage book. On the first page of the yardage book, Kyle wrote down all of her distances, all of her carry distances for all of her clubs. And I've looked at them, and she does not hit it farther than me. 
She hits it farther than you, but she does not hit it farther than me. Now, See, I wouldn't go into it now, with that expectation. Will she be amazing? Yes. She will yeah, be. Yeah, I yeah that's it. what I'm saying. She's going to be so good that I you're going to be like... I am not I, thinking I am, about that for me, dude. I'm, not, I'm trying to make sure I give this girl all the information she needs. I help her make great decisions. We have a great time, and we make the week that we make the Saturday round. That is all I care about. I'm not going to be thinking okay, about good, my good, golf game good. as compared to I don't her. want your confidence to be you know, down going into the listener event in September. Uh, you know, when we have Team Pat and Team DB, and you're just going to be, you know. No, I'm going to learn from her. I think she's going to make me better because I'm going to see how she attacks a golf course, how she thinks through a golf course, how simple she makes it. She how probably, simple she, she makes probably thinks around a golf course like I do. No, she doesn't. I can't wait yes. to see her tempo. I, I want, I, I'm going to get at least four days, maybe five days of just watching her like, Tempo. And I feel like just yeah. watching Tempo's that. Tempo's good. Tempo is underrated in, yeah. in golf. I feel like watching that will really, I, I want that to like seep into my pores and so that I can, I can have that. I, I, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. I can feel it. I'm kind of going up and down with my support. Like, I, yeah, I, I know. I, I'm being sarcastic. Support. Okay. Like, there's part of me that wants you to be totally mind F after this. Oh, that's that's awesome. Well, uh, because I don't want you. I, I want to. Yeah, Team Pat is going to beat you in the listener event, which is in September uh, at Mountain Valley in a fantastic golf course. Should what, all be there. What are best friends for? You know. Oh God. I mean, forget it. I mean, what about her, Pat? Like, have you thought about her? Like, maybe she'd like to win the Augusta National Women's. Oh, no, no, I, I care a lot about her. Here's what I want: is to see you on TV struggling. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Like, I mean, struggling like in like I want to see y'all like getting an argument. Like you're like, wow, hey. <laughs> wow, because that's good TV. That's like, hey, you think you think Michael Greller and Jordan Spieth, who dominated Gusta National, they don't get in arguments? That's what I'm like, gonna tell her. I'm gonna say, listen, you want to win this? You know who's won this before? Jordan Spieth. You know how he won it? Arguing with his caddy, pissing and moaning after every shot. I'm not. Well, he was pissing and money, not Michael Grell. No, you you have you have a an even keel personality. This is a lot of, lot of talk. I, I just still, I hope you get. Can on we TV get to the seven K range? Okay, can we get to the seven K range, please? Here we go. Seven okay. K range starts out with a couple of you know couple of couple of guys that ain't from here. You know what I mean? Robert Robert McIntyre, Bobby Mack, little lefty Bobby. Starting to round back into some form that we saw him have last year leading up to Augusta. Rasmus Hogard got here uh, by top 10 at the at the, the Punta Cana event. Sahith is up there. Ricky Fowler, 7,700. We talked about him on the betting show. Doug Gim, Texas boy, is here. 7,600. Martin Laird, former winner of this event, 7,500. Uh, who else? Chad Ramey, who just won the event yes. at Corrales, 7,300. What do we think about that? Um, Dick Bland is here at 72 hunch. Alex Smalley at 71, who had a good week at Corrales. Uh, I've already mentioned Matthew Naismith at 7,100. Anyway, let's talk about the 7K range. Do you range. think it's funny that Sam put all the empty boxes on there? <laughs> I like the symmetry on this. I like the symmetry, but then I also wonder about the empty boxes. <laughs> like, why we had to have all the empty boxes. 
What was it you texted me about the other day that was like, you know I hate that? And it was like about <laughs> odd numbers or something. I was like, are you freaking yeah. shitting me? I like the symmetry that we have going on here. Anyway. Anyway. Pat, um, let's talk about picks. We talked about Fowler on the betting show ad nauseum. Yeah, but I do like we him think? Yeah, do you like him better in DFS? You didn't like yeah. him outright as much. I, I like him a lot in DFS this week. Um, me too. I'm going to play him. I, I don't, you know, if you're betting him, yes, he obviously has to win as an outright I don't think for you to have a good week in in in, uh, in your tournament plays in DFS, he doesn't have to win. But I think he could have a good week. Uh, and and Ricky Fowler is is coming around. He's finished top twenty in this event the last two years. Um, even when he hasn't been, you know, as good as he was. Um, so I think at seventy seven hundred, Ricky Fowler makes a lot of sense here as a GPP play. And uh, you know, ball striking's coming around. Scrambling is coming around. He's 35th in the field over his last 24 rounds. Um, you know, off the tee, 31st. So I like Ricky Fowler there at 77. Um, yeah, I already mentioned Naismith. I love the value on Naismith at 71. I like that a lot. Um, I also love the value at 7,300. I am playing. I'm telling you right now, Nick Taylor to me is becoming. He's slowly becoming one of my favorite golfers. Let that sink in. He's consistent as hell. He is so consistent. Like, and every week for the last, how many years? We've been doing this seven years. Every week, he doesn't change in price. He just is always, has Nick Taylor ever been 8K? Has he ever felt the glory of being 8K in DraftKings? Has anyone ever said to him walking down the fairway, well, go in my DraftKings lineup, man, I spent 8K on you. No, I don't think he has. He's always 7 or 6K Nick Taylor. And his average PGA Tour finish is constantly T33, T37, which is great for a low 7K guy that, that, that he makes cuts. He's just always there. He feels like just old reliable, old faithful. What's something reliable in your life? Put that in the comments and share it with us. That's Nick Taylor. And I, I, yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. I will have him in every line. I, I wrote down, I'm looking at my writing, my cash lock in the 7K play, in the 7K range, is $7,300 Nick Taylor. Book it. He will make the cut. He will not be the reason you have five of six or four of six in a cash lineup. He will make the cut. See, I had Naismith in that cash area as, also, as well as DPP, but I don't mind Nick Taylor. I mean, what? I love Naismith, but I mean, he's still a young gun with some inconsistencies. He's not proven like Nick Taylor in terms of the consistency, but the upside is definitely greater, for sure. What? What did you want to say? I, I need to. I need to talk about this guy because I feel like this guy. You know, you talk about Nick Taylor being solid and a cut maker and everything else. This guy that I'm about to talk about gets no credit. He gets made fun of by you, I think, and others others that I can't name or don't remember. But I think we need to give this guy some credit. The Dick Bland? It's 7,200. Brian Stewart. No, F him. How can you not give Brian Stewart any credit, but you can talk about Nick Taylor? 
Here's Brian Stewart's his, last his five bear events. shaped ass. I, I, I'm not, I'm not down. No, no, I don't care. No, no, you have a, you are biased against Brian Stewart because of his name. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you this right now. He finished a top 10 at the Honda Classic. The next week, T22 in Puerto Rico. The players he missed the cut probably had the bad side of the draw. So I'm going to throw that one out. Yeah, because the only way we could possibly imagine Brian Stewart missing the cut at the strongest field in golf is because he had the bad side of the draw. Probably. Brian Stewart. But then what did he do at the Valspar? T-16. And then he goes to Corrales and finishes in the top 10 at T-7. Brian Stewart deserves more credit than he is getting this year for the way he's playing, and I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm starting the Brian Stewart back. Just bandwagon. I don't care how old he is. I don't even know. I don't know how old he is. But I'm tired of people disrespecting Brian Stewart. <laughs> and I'm going to play him this week at 7,200. I'm tired of it. Fine. You know what we need to do? Spin the bet wheel. Brian Stewart and Nick Taylor. Sounds like the spiciest head-to-head that's the we've best ever I've had. That's the this. best head to head we've ever had. That's the best yes. head to head we've ever. That's the best head we've ever head we've ever head to head we've ever had. Pat, I mean producer Sam, get the bet wheel queued up. We're spinning the bet wheel now. By the way, Pat, okay. you've lost the last two at least, and you owe us. So I'm on a I'm on a bad run. So you owe is, us the Applebee's TikTok dance. The Applebee's TikTok is coming probably for the Master Show. We'll get to see Ooh. it on the Master Show. Are you practicing? Because to I me. Gotta, I got to be honest, I, I looked up the Applebee's TikTok dance video, and I think it's comp- more complicated than the Jackson Mahomes dance. That well, because Jackson Mahomes, you can sort of like do things that, you, you know. This one, I actually <laughs> have a little bit of a choreographed routine to, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. And it's going to be golf-oriented, but we'll see if I can pull it off. Well, we really need it for the master show, so you need okay. to make that happen. All right, All right Sam's so this got is our, a tough one because, like, this is anybody's game here. But Sam's I, got I, our I, ratchet bet wheel. Yeah. We, all right. So we need to set the rules here. Are we just going head to head finish here? Best best man wins. DraftKings points scored in the tiebreaker. I mean, they're right there together. They they're are. Both at, I mean, you got a little advantage by a hundred because Nick Taylor's. But whatever. We're we're just going to go head to head here. Doesn't matter. Hey love guys, it. love it. Yes, sir. We we do have the shrimp from Denny's triple space now oh on the bet God. wheel. Okay. <laughs> the Denny shrimp bet. Got it. That was yeah. Okay, I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned yet. All right, that's the triple, the triple space right now? Yeah. And you have to go, what do you, you just have to go to Denny's and video yourself ordering the shrimp platter and knocking that out? Either that or you have to, I, I thought it was takeout and you eat it during the show. Okay, well, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that. There's like, the closest Denny's to me is literally 30 minutes away. <laughs> like, well. It's forever away. <laughs> oh, okay. Just get it and bring it home. Sorry, guys, I didn't have my research done. I, I don't even know what the Denny's is I spent an hour in the car getting Denny's. All right. Does Denny's deliver to your island, Pat? Okay. No, probably not, but I can figure it out. Of course not. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Okay. Spin the wheel. <laughs> Who was that? Sam just, was that Sam just Sam? snorted. Sam! 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 Who was that? You sound like Mr. Howell from uh, <laughs> from the, Gilligan. What the hell? <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. The loudest bet wheel in the DFS streets is? Oh. Double ranch water. 
All right, it is what it is. Uh-huh. The wheel, the wheel doesn't. The wheel double ranch water. Wait, 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 Stop. wait. Stop. Stop. Shrimp from Denny's. Stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was double ranch water. Yeah, but then it moved. It moved on its own. All right, it's you shrimp. said. All right, it's shrimp from Denny's. All right, it's shrimp from Denny's. If it loses. There's a chance we could get the shrimp from Denny's for the master show, and you eat it yeah. on the couch. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I hope you like shrimp, Pat, because Brian Stewart is not beating Nick Taylor. I can guarantee you that. Hey, if you're... Uh, uh, what does the chat think? I'm not even... Like, do they... They're, do I don't they even know if they're paying any attention to us, man. Yeah. I don't think anybody's watching, honestly. Let's uh let's keep going though through the seven K range because yeah, Nick Taylor, we've talked about some cheap guys. Another guy I like, and it feels you know, it feels ageist to not like him at this point because he's checking all the boxes and he's a previous winner here. But it's Martin Laird. Do you know that in the last twenty four rounds in this field, he is sixth in strokes gained approach and first in good drives gained and ninth in ball striking? Uh, here at uh, wherever we're at, PPC San Antonio, Martin Laird, 7,500. It's one of those names that you click and you're like, ugh, this is not sexy. This doesn't feel good. I could probably do better. It's a lot of what you know Pat's ex-girlfriend said for a long time. But at the, in, the end, at, in the end, it's he's Mr. Consistent, and he's, he could do it. He could, he could surprise you. So... I think Martin Laird is another piece of value down there. He's a little piece of meat down there. You could you could have seventy five hundred. I like Sahith Bagala up top, and I like Matt Kuchar up top. I talked about him a little bit uh, in the Prize Pick segment on the betting show, but Sahith is ready to go ahead and win it. You know what I mean? I mean he just is. Um, and Kuchar's surprising. I mean he's great here. Kuchar is great at Valero. Loves this yeah. place. So I like both of those guys. Finish at the Valspar too. So. Mm-hmm. I think my fade in this range is Chad Ramey. And I, and I think, you know what, 7,300 for Chad Ramey, a guy who just won his first event, is great. I think that's, that's good. Like, I mean, normally we get a much worse price for a, a winner the week after. But, I mean, a rookie after his first win in the Dominican Republic where there's a nasty stomach virus going around everywhere, caused multiple withdrawals, I think I'm out. And he can't seem to do anything when he's not at an alternate field event. He finished fifth yeah. at Puerto Rico, first at Corrales, and he sucked everywhere else. So I think, you know, I think Ramey coming well, off the win. It's a weak field event, so you could say that he does True. good. And weak field. But True. here's the thing. Um, I'll say this. I'm ticked off that I didn't put him on my betting card for the Corrales because. Me too. I, I, talked I, about I was him all in, over the leaderboard, too. All over yeah, the leaderboard. But I talked about him a good amount in the nut hut. Uh, by the way, if you're not in a nut hut, get in there because not only we're we going to talk the main event that week, but if there's an off event, we're going to talk that as well. Because last week we had two chats: Tuesday night for the the match play, and then Wednesday night for Corrales. And I'm pretty sure I was a big fan of Ramey, uh, and he ends up winning the event. I wish I'd put up on the betting card. I did not, but still, um, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, so, whatever. So frustrating. You got to do anyway. better. Yeah. You have to um, do better. Couple others I'll say. Alex Molly at seventy one hundred. He was somebody I mentioned on the betting show. I do like him. Finished second last week at Corrales. Um, has played, you know, pretty well all year long. Um, so at seventy one hundred, I think he is a good play. I'll tell you my fade. 
Lonzo Griffin. Oh, yeah. Hey, AC, AC said we talked up Ramey a lot, and he was in the lineup that you built with AC. Okay, so, yeah, that's right. So um, The lineup you, me and AC built for the Dell match play sucked. Uh, but well, but I know that you and AC build a Wednesday night lineup together, and uh, apparently Ramey was in it. Good job, guys. Yeah. So, but we did. I didn't put him on the betting card. That's that's on me. Um, but you know, I am. I'm not liking Lonto Griffin. You know, it's interesting because you How talked about. You? Huh? How dare you? I'm sorry, but you talked about Martin Laird. They have the exact same record in the last three events: Martin Laird and Lonto Griffin. T52 at the Arnold Palmer, miscut, miscut. They're cart and buddies. the same two events. So they're like cart buddies. Yeah, you're right. But I, I think Lonzo, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling him this week. And uh, he's going to win. I'm just kidding. But, uh, anyway, there you go. All right. Can we move to 6K? Yeah. I feel like let's, we've been. Let's, let's move to 6K. I don't um, really have any mini for the 6K. I don't, I, maybe I forgot to look at I it. I got some sneaky, <laughs> some sneaky sneakers here. Oh, look. What? The board is even, like on the left side and the right side, the same amount of players. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, I like a handful of names in here. I mean, obviously, it's got to get narrowed down um, before we, you know, and we'll get narrowed down. We'll get it in the, we'll get it in the, in the nut hut. We'll narrow it down in the nut hut. All right, people. A couple names, well, more than a couple, some names that catch my eye. Right there at the top, 6,900. Minwoo Lee, bomber from Australia. Good win player because he's from Australia. He plays Australia. You're born, you're born windy. When you come out the womb, like literally as soon as you come out the womb, they're blowing in your face. They're already going, <laughs> and you're already used to it. And they keep, you, they got like hair dryers in the room. Yeah, they got hair dryers and uh, oscillating fans, all of that. Um, David Lipsky at 6,900. I've been on Lipsky for a couple weeks now, and he's playing well. Uh, I mentioned the two Corn Fairy Tour events they played here in the summer of 2020. David Lipsky won one of them at the Canyons course here at TPC San Antonio. Your boy Davis Riley won the other one. I like Lipsky right now. I like where he's at. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Lipsky. I like two guys in the 6700 range. Actually, no, sorry, three guys in the 6700 range. Spawn. Now Spawn doesn't have a good record here, but he's never come into this place hitting it like he's hitting it right now. He's playing very well, hitting the ball well. Grayson Sig hitting the ball well, doing his thing. 67 is still a great price for Sig. He's making a ton of cuts. A ton of top 30s. We're just waiting to see Sig like get in the hunt on a Sunday. Hadn't happened yet, but I think it could be happening. Uh, Doc Redman at 6,700. I want to look at something with Doc real quick. Let's let's do a little let's do a little diving in with Doc. We'll, let's dive in with Doc. Um, missed the cut at the Corrales Punta Cana, but I'm pretty sure. Now I got to pull it up on my phone because of course. <sighs> we don't get any strokes gain data or anything like that from the the fantasy national on that because the score doesn't put it out let's see doc missed the cut by one no well two shots by one over whatever okay but when you look at it he didn't he didn't play terrible he he didn't have any big numbers he was tied for third in driving accuracy uh he was sixth in greens and regulation in his two rounds like, he just didn't putt or chip very well. But what's happened with Doc, what we've seen with Doc, is the ball striking has started to kind of come back a little bit. A little resurrection of the Doc Redman of old. And the Doc Redman of old has played here three times. He's finished 44th and 39th a couple times. I'm sorry, finished 44th. He only played here once, uh, Valero. 
But I think Doc is an interesting buy low kind of guy at the moment. And he's very low, like I said, 6,700. Because he still hit the ball fine at, um, at Punta Cana. So I like that. And then uh, I'm probably, I also like, uh, what I say? J.J. Spawn, Grayson Sig, Doc Redmond. Yep. And then I'm getting real cheap here, man. Real cheap. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Paul Barjon and Lee Hodges. couple guys going back to those Corn Ferry Tour events who played very, very well. I think Barjon had two in both of those events at TPC San Antonio. I think he had like top five in both of them. Hodges played well in him as well. Hodges had some good finishes on the PJ Tour. He's at 6,500. There's some names down here to, to, you know, to pay attention to. Lipsky is probably one of my favorites. Sig is probably one of my favorites in terms of just cut-making value. But there's, there's some good ones here. Hagee, his irons have been coming around a little bit. I like Hagee. This is what I was talking about at the top. Like, I like Rory, and I like a lot of names on here, so I know I can kind of get with it. I also love the 8K range, and I love the balanced approach here. There's a lot to figure out for me personally in terms of how I'm building lineups before this all, thing's all said and done. All right. Well, um, I'll give you a few that I like. Um, one is a guy that I think a lot of people played last week and got burned on. And so I'm, but I, I like doing this to myself and maybe it's like uh, torturing yourself. Um, but I like going back to guys that I was on last week that burned me and I'm going to go back to Adam Benson. You're into, uh, like self, like you're into like, uh, self-harm. Self-inflicted wounds, but yeah. I'm going to go back on Adam Benson there at 6,800. He checks a lot of boxes when you look at the stats, and he's had a lot of good events on tour this year. You know, you go to a good, you know, a good field like the Honda where he finished what top 15 there. So um, even though he missed the cut last week, burned a lot of people who loved him. I think Adam Benson is a good play there at 6,800. Also, I like um, Kevin Chapel. He's at 6,700. He's a guy who's won this event before, gradually making his way back into form after uh, a lot of medical issues. Um, he started off bad last week at Corrales. I mean, he was like four over, four or five over um, on his front nine, I think. And then he just like loaded down the birdies after that. Could have probably won the tournament if he hadn't started so bad. So Kevin Chapel at 6,700, I think um, just the way he finished last week and played well, I like that a lot for him. Another guy I like, Hayden Buckley, um, has played well in good spots this year. Um, he's at 6,700. He's top 20 in the field in ball striking, top 10 in good drives gained, top 10 in strokes gained off the tee. Um, I think Hayden Buckley could be another good play here. So those are just three names that I like. Um, I think there's a lot of 6K guys, though, that you can go with. Um, we... Yeah, there are. I mean, I like a lot of them. We got to do our, our two-minute men lineup. Before we do that, I got to shout out our Nut Hut Listener League winners last week. Uh, at UK Man and at Diego Blazers took down the, the Dell Match Play and the Corrales event. I finished third in the Corrales event. I thought I had it taken down, and then my guys didn't, didn't, didn't do very well. So shout out to those boys. They get a spot, a seat in the final at the end of the season for a chance to win an opportunity to come play golf with me and you for a weekend in Savannah or Augusta. That'll be a good time. You want to do that? Um, don't forget to leave a comment. Banger. On course song for our playlist. Me and Pat playing a lot of golf. Who do you think is, it best suits? DB or Pat? Put that in the comments, please. 
And uh, like and subscribe on the YouTube video if you don't mind, please. If you're watching, just hit the like button. It's just, it takes a quarter of a second. Just hit the like button. Knock it out. If you're listening on podcasts, give us a five-star review. That would help us a ton. It's an easy way, a free way. It just takes a few minutes of your time. That's an easy way you can say thank you to us. Give it five stars. Write a very nice review. That would help us out. We appreciate it. Uh, it's going to be a great Masters week. Great Masters content starting to come out on Thursday of this week. We're pumped about the Sunday night shows are going to be awesome. That's going to be fun. It's going to be an awesome week. Well, you know, we're going to get the green screen disease for the Valero. Okay, Pat? Before we do that, before we get out of here, let's do the two-minute men and build a little lineup here, shall we? Let's see if we can agree on, uh, on some guys for the Valero Texas Open. Two minutes, we're building a DraftKings GPP lineup, trying to take down a GPP. That's what we're doing, Pat. Are okay. you ready? Producer Sam, you may start the clock. Uh, I'm guessing I can't talk you into any Rory. No. All right, so we go in, we go in pretty balanced here. Are we going to? I cannot play Connors and Kurt. I cannot eat all the chalk. If you give me one, I will play one. What I'd if probably we just prefer go down to and start with Gary Woodland. God, are we seriously doing that? Yes. I don't want to start with Gary Woodland. Can we right, not? Well, who do you want to start with? Either let's do Connors. Let's go ahead and eat some chalk with Connor. Okay. okay. Then what do you think about Kazire? I like Kazire this week, so I could go there. What about Sahith? Nope. Kucher? Kucher I could go with. Fowler? Fowler I could go with. I'm not giving you all these. I mean, I'm just naming names. You're not naming any names. All right, let's go. Um, if we go with Fowler, that leaves us 83.50. How about we go up to... Um, Riley or or Vegas. <sighs> or or what if we drop down? Can't do Riley. What about what about this one? Spit it out. We have 40, 40 seconds. Just just be patient. No, we have Doug forty. Him. Doug Gim. Ugh. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, that gives us up to ninety. Had one. And let's go Hadwin. I like that. There it is. Leaves 200 on the table. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, Kuchar. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Hey, why do we have... Oh, yeah, there we go, Kuchar. All right. Uh, Corey Connors, Adam Hadwin. That's your chalk right there. Patton Kazire, Matt Kuchar, Ricky Fowler, Doug Gim. The two-minute men line up right there. That's it. Yeah, I don't think we did too. I don't think we did too bad there. We didn't eat too much chalk. We went pretty balanced there as well. It's a balanced approach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take it. All right, there we go. Listen, have it. Let's have a week. Let's build the bankroll for the Masters. May your screens be green. See you.